0: Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1306, air date August 31st, 2023. Good evening, everyone. It's Dr. Shiva Ayadurai. Today is Thursday. Um, It's a little, actually, it's almost 9 p.m., 10 of 9 um, and we have a, a whole audience of people awaiting in our Zoom town hall. And we do these town halls every um, Thursdays. And we also do them um, in the morning at 11 a.m. We call it our open house. And in the evenings at 8 p.m., we do our um, town halls. And then we go to our open house. Um, as many of you know, I'm running for United States president. And I recommend everyone go to shivaforpresident.com and get one of these bumper stickers. The bumper sticker is that you overnight can become an activist because you can put this um, right on your um, um, uh, car and you can let millions of people know, in fact, 100,000 people see these bumper stickers. But the bottom line is you have uh, the guy who invented email, the guy who actually uh, came from nothing bottoms up, who's running for president, I'm, I'm one of us. Um, and what we do in our town halls is we take a topic, a topic that relates to you. Um, And we have six topics we cover and we rotate those topics. And those topics are what form my platform. So unlike another, you know, one of these uh, idiotic presidential candidates who actually offer nothing except are pushed by the swarm, the establishment to manipulate you. And they have lots of media um, uh, backing because they want to manipulate you to only select certain people we have decided that we will educate you here and now on these uh, er- important areas. So let me just share to level set this, um, an important um, an important uh, uh, graph, and then we will then uh, go into today's topic, which I'll talk about, which is called the S-curve, uh, the economics of the S-curve. And before I go to that, I've just shared this with our town hall, and I wanna make sure you guys are all on the same page. Um, When I launched my campaign for president, what I shared with all of you was this very fundamental curve. And you can every video I talk about it, but it's good to talk about it. This curve, particularly that red line, represents the life expectancy of the United States public. Notice it's upside down. It's an umbrella. Okay. Um, If you have a child in the United States today, your child is going to have a shorter lifespan than you. Just let let that sink in at a deep level. The other countries are going in a, obviously in a different direction. They too are gonna follow America because everyone likes to follow America, okay? Because it's a global economy. The swarm is global, all right? But just look at this graph. And this has been caused by a whole number of policies. It just didn't occur by the Democrats or the Republicans. It's not something that just occurred during COVID. It occurred because massive stress is being placed on your biology your physiology at the molecular level, okay? The policies of these morons over the last 70, 80 years, Democrat and Republican, this is what it's resulted in. And as a system scientist, as an engineer, as someone who actually cares uh, for us, right? Because I'm one of us. Um, I'm the only one talking about this graph. This represents the true suffering of the American people, which will in fact in fact, pervade the entire planet. And the suffering is caused by stress, stress on your physical systems caused by uh, the imu- your immune system, which gets destroyed by a horrible healthcare system. The environment, right? It's very difficult to get healthy foods for the average person without paying a ton of money. Um, children are being taught fake science and given fake news. Innovation. Um, there is very little innovation, okay? <laughs> Um, In fact, the elites control innovation. They think Facebook is an innovation. They think Twitter is an innovation. People actually think Elon Musk is is an innovator. The Guy hasn't innovated anything. Governance. um, We have corrupt leaders. um, An economy where average people don't even have any savings. But if you look at this, all of those multiplicity of systemic issues has resulted in stress, and that stress has resulted in that. And the only way out of this is a systems overhaul a systems overhaul. So that's what we talk about. But we have a solution. We're not here to whine. Um, you know, we spend 20 to 30 percent of our time exposing all the nonsense, but we always give you solutions at the right time. In co- During uh, the quote-unquote pandemic, we offered you solutions to strengthen your immune system. So six weeks ago, we spoke about that, right? So we have a solution. Government ain't going to do anything for you. So we talked about healthcare. We talked about how you uh, support your local farmers or need healthy foods. That's our environmental platform. Uh, we actually teach uh, young people and everyone here, how to be educated with the knowledge of system science. If you want to go deeper into it, you can go to our university, truthfreedomhealth.com that I set up with all of our people globally, nearly half a million people have gone through that program. Uh, innovation, we can teach you and your kids how to innovate. and We did that about two weeks ago. And Then governance is what you can do to become a leader in your community. But today we're gonna to talk about economy, all right? And um, the economy has many, many different aspects, but we're gonna fundamentally talk about the economy. Um, John, did everyone see that, the slides? Yes, right? Okay, um, and that's what we're gonna talk about. Um, and if, I assume everyone saw the slides, John? John Medlar? I'm sorry, what? Did everyone saw the slides, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, good. So you can. Okay, so what we want to talk about today, I want to teach you a very, I like teaching people principles, okay? Um, Not just giving you facts, because if you learn a particular principle, you can reuse it um, in many, many aspects of your life. And today we're going to cover something called the classic S curve. The classic S curve, it's a curve that literally goes down like this, and it represents um, in fact, many natural processes in nature follow the S-curve. It's quite fascinating. Uh, the S-curve occurs in biology. It occurs in medicine. It occurs in the economy. It frankly occurs pretty much everywhere in nature, all right? Now that's what's fascinating about this. So we're going to cover today the S-curve. And I hope um, this will be enjoyable to everyone because you're going to really um, learn a lot about the foundations uh of how um uh processes work in nature all right so i have a bunch of figures that i have set up in my email that i'm going to share with you step by step but let me begin by sharing with you what the s curve actually is so let's go back here and i'm going to share with you what the s curve is all right so what is the s curve sounds like E S S, right the s curve so let me um go into presentation mode here and share you with the what the s curve actually looks like all right So this is what the S-curve looks like, all right? And you can see it right there uh, on the screen. Hopefully everyone can see that, all right? So the S-curve is that uh, figure on the right. And in mathematics, it's called the sigmoid, you know, technical term, S-I-G-M-O-I-D. And that's the S-curve right here, okay? And this S-curve, it was found many, many years ago Um, represents many natural processes, all right? If you were to plot it on the, I don't want to do too much math here, but if you plot it on the x and y-axis, here is the x-axis with zero right here going to one, uh, positive two, positive three, and negative. But it starts um, at this point here where it's nearly at zero, right? So you have very, very slow change right here. And this point right here is called an inflection point. If you remember, uh, if you took calculus in high school, um, if you took some some basic trigonometry, you'll know that this curve right here changes shape from this to this linear phase right here, and it changes shape again. So there's an inflection point here where the curve changes direction and an inflection point here, all right? So the curve goes like this, and then it goes into this hypergrowth period, and then it goes into stabilization, all right? So you have slow growth here, very rapid growth here and then slow growth again here. It's called a classic S curve. And this S curve is very important to understand to understand the economy. If you're going to start a business, if you're going to do anything in life, you need to understand this S curve. Now, at Truth, Freedom and Health, um, you know, in the book System and Revolution, which I have right behind me, which you should go by. Yes, it's not to promote something, but if you you cannot get this knowledge at MIT, at Harvard, anywhere. Uh, it's an integration of lots of knowledge. But you can see the title of the book is System and Revolution. Every system in the universe operates with this S-curve behavior. And what's even more interesting is when I use the word revolution, we're going to learn today what is a revolution. You're going to appreciate by the end of this talk why we create a truth, freedom, and health a university, a community, a knowledge base, so everyone in the world can be on the same level playing field as the elites who understand these concepts. But a revolution, you're going to realize, also follows this S-curve. It's a phase change. A revolution is a phase transition. If you want to write that down, but before the end of this talk, you'll 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 get it. But economies follow this S-curve, and they go from S-curve to S-curve to S-curve, all right? So, Let's go back. So first of all, just getting back to the fundamentals here, there is a pattern called the S-curve, right? Nature operates on patterns and these recurring patterns keep occurring in many, many uh, situations in life, in nature, at every aspect. So let's go back. So that's the S-curve. Now, most people are used to this kind of curve, you know, in growth. You have a, a baby, for example, during the first years of life which grows very rapidly and then you sort of grow linearly and it tapers off, right? So people are used to these sort of linear growths, but they're not used to, this is called a non-linear graph because it has a linear piece and it's got these non-linearities, okay? So um, this is what people are used to, but the S-curve is what nature is really about. Um, Let me give you another example of it here. And in the business world, um, let me go back minus here. there's a very good book by um, Jeffrey Moore called Crossing the Chasm. All right. So in the world of business, okay, assume that you've started a new company and you are going to, like everyone knows we have a new product we created called MV25 um, that I created. And, you know, entrepreneurially we created out of the technology side of solve, and we want to sell this product. Okay. Now what happens is, When in any economic system, even a small business, when you're an entrepreneur, um, any type of startup, any type of business follows that S-curve. Okay. and now why is that? So when you start a company, you'll put a lot of effort initially. You have to hire people. You have to set up infrastructure. You have to put all this stuff and you won't see a lot of sales. You won't see a lot of growth and you think, wow, I should just give up, you know, and then suddenly you'll get explosive growth. And then your company will go to another phase where you go into this sort of stabilization mode. And you think that, you know, nothing is happening with your company, like your company is dead or something. Oh, my God, did we do something wrong? And, um, and, t- and if you've been through the cycle, um, people go through this sort of emotional roller coaster ride during that phase. And it sort of goes like this. OK. Um, and um, it says, oh, you know, in the early stage. OK, it's still early, you know. But here's traction okay are we getting some traction um you know this thing is not going anywhere maybe i should just stop the business you know it's hopeless and then suddenly because of all the hard work you did here you'll go get this explosive growth you'll say wow it's happening you know we're all going to be rich right and then this is a hyper growth phase and then you'll you'll go into this phase where nothing is happening right um and then you go oh my god we're doomed okay so this is sort of the classic thing that occurs in these startups where people work hard, they don't see a lot of growth, and then suddenly they get all this growth, they're riding high, you know, buying all sorts of stuff, blowing their money, and then uh, it goes into a different phase. Um, Jeffrey Moore, a really, really great um, business analyst of sorts, and he wrote a book many, many years ago called Crossing the Chasm. It's a great economic book, it's a great book on innovation. And I recommend if you have time, you read it, okay? And what uh, Jeffrey Moore noted was that if you start uh, a new product, you know, I'm trying to sell MV25 or I'm Steve Jobs, you know, and I created the iPhone or I'm trying to sell my book, System and Revolution, um, anything, you know, or you're trying to get your bumper stickers out there, Okay, Uh, whatever it is, um, any economic system that you're trying to uh, move forward goes through this S-curve and he defined it. in a a little more of a nice way on the x-axis. Let me share that with you, okay? What he shared here was that when you first start and you start selling, the early people um, who start buying your product are typically people who are very bright. They're innovators. They always try new things, right? When Nike came out with their shoes, no one bought Nikes, right? It was the hyper athletes that people really wanted good performance. In fact, Nike when they started selling their shoes, went to high school sports teams. They were their early adopters. So it's not your business is explosively growing, but you're getting the people who are innovators, right? Who always think like you, all right? So they're the early early adopters. Not everyone bought iPhones right away. It was the people who were into gadgets, right? People would like testing new things. And that's called this early phase. So the S curve in that is very slow. You're not getting tons of customers. When I started my company, Echomail, the people that first wanted it, you know, I create, obviously I invented the first email system many years later. I created a technology to automatically read and route email because lots of companies are getting too much email. Our early clients, believe it or not, were companies like Nike were companies like, um, you know, at and people who always are into trying new things. And then we went in through this hyper growth phase. We started getting tons and tons of customers, right? And, and they're called the early majority, the late majority. And, and this, is about maybe about 50% of the addressable market. And then you have the laggards, the people who are always come, they watch which way the the, um, the movement goes, right? Or, or which way the sales are going. So a lot of these people were the early adopters of I- iPhones, right? And then you have the people who are also a little more adventurous and exciting. And then you have then you get the masses of people starting to use iPhones, or everyone else starting to use Nikes, right? Or everyone starting to use Echo Mail and email management. I went through the same thing, you know, as a kid, when I invented the first email system. By the way, August 30th was the anniversary of email. Here's the official copyright. You know, I created email when I was a 14-year-old kid. Now, when I first used the uh, created email, 1978, it was the secretaries who were the first customers of email. The early adopters, people were working on the typewriter, writing these memos, doing BCC, CCC, you know, CC, you know, and it would take them a lot of effort to write these documents. When I created email, they were the first adopters, right? And then we got the doctors using it in the medical hospital. And then when the internet came, all the consumers started using it, It became this massive market, all right? So important to understand that, as Jeffrey Morris pointed out here, that the S-curve from an economic cycle Uh, goes like this. So if you're starting a company, you're going to, and you have a new product, don't think overnight it's going to be a household product. Initially, you're going to get the early adopters, people who try stuff, then you get the early majority, the late majority, and then the laggards. Okay. So the S-curve is important to understand because if you don't understand that, you're going to think, oh, I work so hard. No one's buying my product. Only these few people. You won't understand. You have to go up through that process and, and, and there's a point when essentially everything starts to click. Now, this same phenomenon, interesting enough, um, occurs in many physical processes, all right? And one of the things that some of you may have learned, if you remember uh, chemistry class, it occurs when ice melts, okay? Or when um, ice and water go through different phases. And let me give you that example here, right? Again, another example in physical chemistry. So you see here is, you know, first of all, you know, uh, you have a block of ice and it's solid. And then right around zero degrees temperature, if you notice, it starts melting, okay? But at a certain point, it becomes all liquid, right? Immediately becomes liquid. This occurs very fast. And then at a certain point, if you start, and by the way, you're looking at heat here. Let me uh, go back here a little bit. So this is heat. As you're adding heat, so you're in a solid phase then you go through the slow melting phase, and then boom, it all becomes liquid. And if you continue the heating, it starts becoming vapor a little bit, right? The pot starts boiling, and then everything becomes vapor. So this S-curve occurs in physical systems, all right? And these are called phase transitions. And before I end this talk, you'll understand why our movement for truth, freedom, and health is powerful, because we're the only movement on the planet that has integrated these concepts into building a phase transition, a revolutionary process, all right? Because you can make these processes occur too once you understand the system science, all right? And uh, so that's, so, I but I want you to understand the physics here. By the way, this is a very small piece of what we teach at Truth, Freedom, Health. If you're enjoying this and you like it, please become, for your own sake, not for me, but for your kids, understand these principles. You can go to Truth, Freedom, Health. We've created all this. It took me 50 years to put all this, all this together, but my job is to make sure you guys raise your consciousness so you start understanding these processes and then you become masters of them. So you go beyond this nonsensical left and right, you know, all these idiots who try to manipulate people, people like Trump, um people like uh Bernie Sanders, all of these people. So it's very, very important that we understand this very important S curve. You can apply it to economics, etc. So so I just gave you two examples, right? A a startup phase, and a uh, economic uh, example. Now, what I want to talk about is how economies work. All right, so let's talk about this. Economies go through these S-curves, but they go through repeated S-curves, believe it or not. And if you look at the long arc of human history, g- they go through many, many cycles of these S-curves um, repeatedly. By the way, before I go to that, you'll also understand, um, or you can also appreciate, Um, I hope you understand it, that if you look at bacterial growth in biological systems, okay, they go through the same S-curve. So I'll give you another example here. So if you look here, if you are a biologist and you look at a Petri dish, you'll find out that this is called the log axis here of cell growth, right? This is growth for bacteria. So during the early phase, you won't see a lot of, if you take a Petri dish and you put a bunch of bacteria in, first they don't grow that much and then suddenly they go through this explosive growth phase and the bacteria will cover the entire petri dish and given that there's not enough food for them they'll go into a stationary phase and they'll actually stop start declining okay because they don't have enough food but it literally goes through this s process again so here you're looking at a biological system right follows as s curve we've looked at a physical system like you know ice melting right We've looked at a startup company goes through the S phase, but the entire economy is built on S curve after S curve after S curve. Okay, so let me give you an example of that, um, because it'll let you it'll give you great optimism of what's possible. Okay, so, um, you know, here's a nice example of it. And by the way, you can find many of these S curves when you have time. Do your own research. Just type in S curve on the Internet and you'll find all these curves. Okay, so let me show you another one. This is a very cool one because it shows how the economy expands over S-curves. So, if you look at the x-axis is time and resources and effort, and the y is their performance and result. So, you have, if you look at the history of humankind, we've gone through developments of technology, right? In the in, one of the first technologies was the the mainframe computer, paper and pencil, right? Right, the inner office mail system. Well. The second phase was, so uh, some of you may know, again, let me use the example of the invention of email, the way offices communicated at one point in human history, and still some offices still do, they used what was called a paper-based inter-office mail system. And that mail system was, women ran that mail system. There was a typewriter, people would write something called a memo, um, and this is how offices all over the world communicated. One office would send another office a letter, they would do carbon copy, blind carbon copy, they had the inbox, the outbox, all physical. Well, when I came along in 1978, I converted that entire physical system with the advances in computing to, to what I called email. I conceptualized and I created email, the system as we know it today. I didn't create electronic messaging. You know, electronic messaging, which is a transfer of text messages through Electrical devices goes all the way back to Samuel Morse, who created the first, you know, uh, Morse code. OK, but I created email, the system. And and if you look at this S curve, you can see that um, it is. Uh, so we had this early phase in technology paper. I created email or in the if you look back in the 80s, 90s, people created things like Excel. And then the third technology today, you know, we're talking about you know, we have your smartphones, right? And you're doing stuff there. And this S curve will just keep going on. And each of these inflection points that you see here are when revolutions take place. Revolutions are at those inflection points. So a revolution is a phase transition that occurs at those specific inflection points. And once you start understanding that, you start having great appreciation for what is a revolution and when do they occur. So Um, Let me give you another example here. So a revolution fundamentally is when we undergo economically. So you have this one S-curve, right? The railroad was being used, you know, it explosively grew and then it stabilized. Well, then we started creating airplanes and the airplanes came, you know, and then they stabilized. Now we're going to have hypersonic planes, right? So these S-curves, when one S-curve ends and the other one begins, that is when a revolution is taking place. The people who make a lot of money and are very successful is people who are right there when this is occurring. You know, in my case, um, I made a lot of money because I saw the internet coming in 1993, and having created email, I knew that email volume was going to explosively grow, and um, that people would need technologies to automatically read and sort email, and I didn't. And I saw that opportunity come up in 1993 when the web came and the White House was getting tons of inbound email and they needed technology to sort it, analyze it. And I was doing my PhD at MIT in 1993. As a graduate student, I could have followed one economic path and said, okay, I gotta follow you know, my advisors, everyone. I got accepted to MIT, the PhD program where they accept one in you know 100,000 people. But I saw 1993. 1993 was when the web came and I knew that there was going to be a major inflection point. So I left my PhD program. A lot of people hated me for doing that. I had no money. Uh, I was making, I think I was always doing some type of consulting, you know, I had um, bought a car and I had car payments, but I, in the middle of all that I knew something explosive was going to take place. And so I left and I started this company to automatically, uh, read email and route it and that became a quarter of a billion dollar company okay and but i came right at that point where that curve transition was taking place that the internet was becoming right here uh, the internet had existed in some lame versions but in 1993 it became um explosive and i knew email was going to become a consumer application and so that's when I came in, and then I c- capture that S curve. Okay, so you're—it's like you're riding a wave, if that makes any sense. All right. So these S curves are very, very important to understand. Um, if you understand, new technologies fundamentally change everything. I'll give you, in the long march of economic history, where the S curve comes in, and I want to keep this curve up here to understand this. You know, one of the, one of the most profound social scientists, you have to give credit to a guy called Karl Marx. I don't give a damn what the right wing says or what the left wing says, but Karl Marx was retrospectively, Marx made a very important insight and he abs- he didn't call it an S-curve because he didn't know these existed, but I am now looking at what he discovered and I'm putting it into different framework. So if you go back, Marx was looking at, in the industrial era, he was sitting in England and he was seeing the industrialization we're going from the agrarian economy and an s-curve is about to take place. Agrarian economy had hit the plateau and there's new thing called the industrial economy. We had known how to build machines and steam engines and factories and that was going to lead to a very different economy. So when Marx looked back he wanted to understood how things occurred. Well if you go back and you look back in time you know we didn't always have steam engines and we didn't always have airplanes And if you follow this S-curve, there was a time when human beings lived as nomads, as hunter-gatherers. And, you know, there were small clans and they started and then they started growing explosively. Okay, so hunter-gatherer societies filled, you know, pretty much most of the globe. And then something profound occurred. And that was when something new occurred. Um, Someone decided how to plow, how to domesticate animals. That was an innovation. That fundamentally changed the world. People didn't have to be hunter-gatherers. They could settle in a place and they could farm the land. They could, quote, unquote, own the land. And then you went from hunter-gatherer societies to a whole new S-curve to feudal society. So kingdoms came around everywhere. And then at a certain point, colonialism and those feudal systems sort of petered out, except, you know, like for King Charles and these morons. Okay. And but then you had the advancement of the industrialized world. And then the industrialized world explosively took off, right? And then now we live in the information age and this will have its own phenomenon. But every one of these S-curves resulted in dramatic changes to human relationships, societal relationships, etc. all right? And the question has always been, can you make one of these S-curves take place, all right? That's a very profound question. Um, and that's what I've been very, very interested in as a system scientist. And that really leads us um, to, um, you know, where we're at today. So I want to, um, share with you the, this sort of last part of the S curve is this and a lead into where we're at, but you have the innovation phase, right? Where you're creating something, you have the improvement phase, right? When you're trying to hone your things. And, you know, when I first started one of my companies, we had the innovation phase and we started getting lots and lots of orders. People saying, oh, this doesn't work. That doesn't work. Then you have to fix stuff very, very quickly. You're improving. And then you go to the optimization phase, okay? But, and then you go into, now, if you're smart, your business will fail here or the economy will fail here unless you reinvent yourself and you take it to another S curve, all right? So typically what happens is that people think, oh, my business is gonna go slow and it's gonna grow and then it's gonna peter out." It's not true. You have to be ready to constantly see what's coming next and um, recreate yourself, okay? Reinvent an organization, reinvent a society. Otherwise, things can go into that flat dark ages. So if you have a slow growth, it goes into a renaissance period and things can go into the dark ages. So that concept of the S-curve, okay? Um, someone just said, Our uh, Vladimir is asking a great question. He's saying, are S-curves organic or can they be created and manipulated for the benefit of the 1%? Great question, Vladimir. Great, great question, okay? So that is what brings us to Truth Freedom Health, okay? Why I'm running for president, okay? Think about the innovation that's taking place here. Who runs for president? The son of very wealthy people, the swarm. Look at all those people running for president. Either they're bought and paid for, they're part of the left wing or the right wing, or they represents moneyed interests. A guy like me, people like us, are not supposed to be running a campaign for president. This is not supposed to occur. A non-Brahmin who came from the lowest caste in India, worked his way up, actually goes and creates stuff, is not supposed to be mobilizing people, right? People like me should have been shot many years ago, never been a- a- able to be successful, But somehow, I have figured out how to survive and come to this point to be able to run for president of the United States. And I would argue, probably for a long time, a guy like me has not run for president. I would argue, probably goes back to revolutionary times. Go look at Jefferson and all these interesting people. Um, they, they, They were multifaceted. They actually understood systems. So our campaign for president is an inflection point. It is part of that S-curve, all right? And in 2020, we started putting out the word. We started exposing people. That was the early stage. We were the ones who said fire Fauci. We were the ones who educated people on the immune system. It was my work that exposed the election systems issue. It was my hard work, which was the one where we represented ourselves in federal court, which discovered the backdoor portal. So that was the innovation phase, 2020. And out of that innovation, we created this infrastructure called Truth, Freedom, Health. Truth, Freedom, Health, which itself is an innovation, recognizing that there's a powerful relationship with the fight for freedom, with the fight to innovate, and the fight for your own health. You can't separate those. You can't just say truth. You have all these morons, all these snakes right now wearing hats that say truth. They're actually bullshitters. They're not talking about truth. They just say what you want to hear. That's not truth. When we say a movement for truth, freedom, health. It's actually understanding truth. It's getting on the ground, activism, fighting for that and for people's health. So over the last, recently, now for me it's been a 50-year process, but over the last three years, the inflection point is occurring. Half a billion people now know about our movement and that scares the shit out of the elites, the swarm. So what do they do? They want to make us invisible. But we have gotten what we call in the Jeffrey Moore curve, the early adopters, the innovators, many of you listening today, you're the pioneers, you get it. And more and more of those people are coming to our movement. So we're literally at that phase if you go to Jeffrey Moore's curve, and let me go back to that, right at this phase, okay? We're right at this phase right here, okay? Where 2020, you know, all the 50 years of work that I did understanding how the system worked, putting together system and revolution, creating the coursework, now gives us a weapon to shatter the swarm. And in 2020, 2021, and now, we started getting all these very smart people. They said, wow, Dr. Shiva is really fighting for us. Trump ain't fighting for us. Trump promoted lockdowns. Booby fucking Kennedy promoted lockdowns. He didn't. And they can look at my history and, the, and our movement's history. So we got all of these very profound pioneers, many of the people who are our leaders now in our movement. All right? And then over the last three years, We're starting to get the early adopters and the early majority. Those people are now waking up and they're saying, wow, when I look back at the last three years, who actually talked about Fauci when it mattered? March of 2020, Dr. Shiva. Who's the one who exposed these fundamental systems? Dr. Shiva. Okay, who discovered the fact that government and big tech are unholy alliance, not you know, bullshitted like fucker Carlson. It was Dr. Shiva. So now people are waking up and they do not want misleaders. They want leaders who will tell the truth at the right time. So we're at a very powerful point in human history because our movement for truth, freedom, and health exists. We've created our university, our program, and our community. We have a very powerful opportunity now to create that inflection point to shatter the swarm and to create what I call revolution. And the revolution here is you raising your consciousness to start to recognize that the world ain't going to change. And if you go back to that curve I I shared with you, the elites have petered out, okay? In fact, they're going the other direction. And indicative of that curve, as I shared with you, let me go back here again. And And it's just pure science, everyone. Look at where they are. They've gone, they've gone through this S curve and they're going the other way. They're going to death right now. They're done. This was a flattening of their S curve. They're going the other way. I hope that's clear. The elites by design are in the dark ages. And so now they're scrambling and how they're they're not innovating. They're stealing my material, our movements material and just saying, oh yeah, uh, Trump just put this ridiculous video out. I will not comply. I'm going to stop mask mandates. I'm going to stop vaccine mandates. Are you fucking serious? Who believes this fucker? When he was in power, he promoted mask mandates. He promoted vaccine mandates. So the elites are in disruption. They're in so much disruption. They had to find someone with my skin color from India called Vivek the snake to literally repeat my stuff. And they push him out there. So it's like uh, you create a great product, you know, and they start creating knockoffs. But people are recognizing these people are knockoffs. That's what's going on. And so we're at a very powerful time right now. and it really comes down to you. Will you be the laggards, you know, or, you know, people come much later and don't enjoy the fruits of everything we created, or are you going to be, as in in the, in the words of Jeffrey Moore, the early adopters, the early majority? Are you going to be part of this innovation? Because if you are, if you want to do that, we're in for an amazing ride. We're going to shatter the swarm. We're going to disrupt all these morons, the left wing and the right wing, particularly the obvious and not so obvious establishment. So I hope you guys understand this is science. This is physics, and they know this is going to happen. So right now the elites are in major, major disruption because they've studied this S-curve and they know they got nothing. They got nothing. They don't have any innovation. They don't have the plow. They don't have the steam engine. Our movement, Truth Freedom Health is that engine. It is that powerful technology that is the innovation. And what is Truth Freedom Health? Well, Truth Freedom Health is many things, but what I've created here, no different than when I created email, it is a fundamental innovation that can profoundly change the world. And I say this with, as much as I'd say, yeah, I created email. Yes, I created Cytosol as much as I can say Steve Jobs created the iPhone, it's just a mere fact. And it took a lot of hard work. In this case, it took around 50 years, all right? So what is truth, freedom, and health? Well, I want I encourage all of you to understand this. Truth, freedom, and health is fundamentally an innovation, okay? It is the thing that is going to create that S-curve, right, or, or create that inflection point. Truth, freedom, health is fundamentally a technology that I want you to understand, okay? So let me share this with you. So Truth, Freedom and Health um, is a technology. It's not any one thing. It's an integration of multiple systems. Um, you, I encourage everyone to go to Truth, Freedom and Health. You'll see the swarm video. We ha- we're growing now. People want, are very proud to wear our gear out there. We have a half a million people. Half a billion people know about our movement. They've heard about it. The early innovators, the early adopters in 120 countries are getting it. But what is this about? Is this, is this like, so, you know, you wear a new shoe? No, truth for the mouth is a technology that's to transform the world. And it's made up of you. You are the users of this system. So, and it, you can go look at the users, no different than saying, oh, who are the first users of email? Who are the first users of the iPhone? People like Kinara, people like Jill, people like Frank, electricians, entrepreneurs, artists. These are the people who use our system. Um, and before I end, I I, I want to, play one of these people's um, stories. So you'll understand these, and we're winning. If this technology works, we win, we expose elites at the right time, okay? But the problem we're solving, what is truth for the out solve? It recognizes just because you have lots of information doesn't mean you're gonna get smarter, doesn't mean you're gonna get freer, doesn't mean you're gonna get healthier. In fact, the reality is people are getting fat, dumb, and lazy with all this information. And the reason is because the people it's basically like you know the airplane is coming and you're still taking a choo-choo train okay it's not going to get you from point a to point b anymore the elites want you to keep using a choo-choo train all right they want you to be at the plateau of that s-curve right so they their is they take information they have cnn they have fox they have a cia agent like fucker carlson or they use this old technologies like uh you know trump or Vivek the snake or bernie sanders and that's ignorance. And they want you to be complacent. They want you to be divided in left or right, or they want you to be desperate. Okay. That's what they want for you. And um, they have their technology. They have these morons. They have what I call the machinery of ignorance. And they have a manufacturing facility where they create these people every day to manipulate you into despair. The solution is truth, freedom, help because the, the core of the solution is you need to be able to look at the world and see it for it truly is. And that is a knowledge of system science that will lead you to wisdom and clarity. And that wisdom makes you an agent of change, makes you a guru, makes you a teacher. You don't have to rely on me or someone coming from the swarm. Right. You become your own guru. But in order for you to get there, you just like. For you to start using the iPhone or for you to start using email, you have to let go of, okay, you know what? I can't use paper anymore. It's too time consuming. I'm gonna, you know, yeah, a railroad was good, but I need to go to for Boston and San Diego in three hours. Am I willing to embrace that? If you don't, you're gonna be left behind. So you have to be willing to let it, to go to that new system. And we've created that technology. What is Truth For The Health? Well, fundamentally, it's first of all knowledge, a system of courses called the foundations of systems. It took me 40, 50 years to create this. I've taught this at MIT. People have paid us hundreds of thousands of dollars. You don't need to pay anywhere near that, okay? And But you will understand what a system is. You'll get all the books and the training. You will get theory. No different than what Henry Kissinger and all these other people learned, but even better. And then you will understand that you can apply these systems principles. They're universal to your body. You can get healthier. You can become your own healer in many ways to see the body for what it is. You'll understand food is a system. You'll understand we have a community where ongoing training people because knowledge is continually expanding. But most importantly, we have a portal where you can teach other people, learn, teach, and serve. One person can't do this. I do these one-on-ones, but we have a community of incredible people, but we want you to get on the ground. Part of this system is to educate you. Hey, I gotta go meet my neighbors. And we've created tools for that. You'll notice during the pandemic, we created tools on how to fight the mask mandates, how to fight the ma- vaccine mandates. And we've created ways that you can communicate independent of big tech. We have our own version of Twitter, Facebook, as well as um, you know, YouTube. So in short, what I'm talking about here is we've created a foundational system for everyone. This foundational system gives you the ability to become your own leader. And that is an inflection point, all right? That is a revolution. So um, I hope everyone understands what an S-curve is, the power of the S-curve. And if you consciously can embrace that an S-curve exists and you constantly decide what you want to be, do you want to be a fool following, you know, living in, in the dark ages? Or do you want to take control of your destiny and be part of the movement of history forward? And it's really up to you. Where do you want to be? Do you want to be a laggard? You know, do you want to be an innovator? And when you decide that, you say, oh, I'm going to start using the iPhone. Oh, I'm going to put a bumper sticker for Dr. Shiva on my back of my window. I'm not going to listen to these morons. Oh, well, he's running as an independent and the independents can't win. Oh, you're not thinking in that realm of stupidity. You're thinking about building a movement where you are an agent of change. Very fundamentally different way of thinking, okay? And that's what we want people to understand. We want people to understand that you are ultimately the agent of change, not these people top-down government. But in order to do that, you need some technology, you need a community, you need some learnings, and we've put all that together. It's the only way out of this. I mean, who would ever not think about having a mobile phone right now, okay? We all have them, right? It allows you to do things that you could never do before. In a few short years, people say, of course, we have to follow truth, freedom, and health. It's the only way to win what we want. If I want to follow the forces of power, profit, control, I'm going to uh, just be stuck in this battleground of elections or selections. It's movements that have changed the world, ladies and gentlemen. So anyway, I hope you understood at a very deep level Economies, you know, follow this S-curve, right? And if you want to ride the wave, you can ride the wave. Truth, freedom, and health is that wave. It is a wave forward, okay? It is a wave forward to go from the old to the new, but we are engineering that phase transition, that revolution. Again, um, I encourage all of you to read System and Revolution. It's just one of the many things that I put together to help advance you but it'll profoundly change your life. Become a Truth, Freedom, and Health warrior. Go to Truth, Freedom, Health. But to all of you out there, first step you can do, if you're a little bit lazy, just go to Shiva for President, get this bumper sticker, become an innovator. And for those of you, um, John, perhaps you can bring up that flyer. Go uh, to shivaforpresident.com, and you can download this flyer that you can hand out to people that'll educate people who is the swarm? right? That can will educate people why we can no longer vote for the lesser of two evils. So I encourage you to do that. John, can you show where that bumper sticker is? I mean, not the bumper sticker, the flyer. So that's what I want for all of you. I want for all of you to have truth, freedom and health. But we're not going to get it just by voting for these morons. We have to build a movement. And the front face of that movement is our presidential campaign. And everyone can participate. We need to get on the ballot. Go ahead, John. Are you sharing it, John? From John yeah, there you go. So that flyer, you can go to shivaforpresident.com, download that flyer. It's open source. You can print it on black and white, you know, hand it out to people. It says a lesser of two evils is killing our children. It's got that graph. It has a QR code. We can go look at the swarm video and it's got a bunch of other videos, but it in- invites you to invite people to our open house. All right. Um, thanks, John. I'm going to stay here. Let me go back to this. I want to take a few questions from people on social media, and then we'll also take questions from our open house. Um, here we go. Um, Vin, uh, Vin, uh, let me just bring him up. Vin says Dr. Shiva is building a self-sustaining ecosystem for change outside the present paradigm. Exactly. We've created the technology, everyone. Um, And it's up to you to embrace this wherever you want to do it, wherever you want to be on that S-curve. You can be later or you can be now. It's up to you. All right. That's the point. Um, We want to thank. There's some people who are donating to our campaign. Um, Online call says, uh, Dr. Shiva, thank you for teaching uh, what the ed system, educational system was severely lacking. You're the best, Dr. Shiva 2024. By the way, none of these other presidential campaigns. uh, morons, candidates, want to teach you anything. What will I do as president? I'll do the same thing, everyone. Look, the presidency is corrupt. The electoral system is corrupt. The The legislative system is corrupt. The judiciary is corrupt. The only way is you. We have to educate you. So winning the presidency, I'll keep doing these videos, but we'll reach 8 billion people, all right? That's what we'll keep doing. Um Let me look at, John, if you can have some questions lined up uh, on your side, it'd be good from our town hall people. Um, someone says, uh, it's the only way. Someone says, I need truth, freedom, health now. Uh, uh, truth, freedom, health stickers. Karen, we have them on va You can get them. Okay. Truth, freedom, health stickers also on Shiva for president. Um, building a movement is what we're doing. Someone else is saying. All right. John, you have any questions there or comments that you want to read off? John? I have to look back in the Zoom.
1: Sorry, hold on.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah. Right, someone else is saying, pass out the flyers to people, get on the ground. The future is offline. Uh, Fate says, I'm behind Dr. Shiva for president. Cornelius says, um, Trump has to speak more truth because more people are waking up. No, Cornelius, Trump is full of shit. Trump will never speak truth only if it can make him money, okay? So again, Cornelius, we invite you to the open house and take the course. It'll really help advance your education. Um,
1: Dolly is asking, um, she's uh, saying, I have heard you say the future is offline, but people are conditioned to use online media. So do you have plans to put public online or social media systems like mesh networks into place?
0: Yeah, Uh, by the way, I've been speaking about mesh networks since 1997. We went to the postal office, uh, Dolly, and we told that the postal office should really offer a public front-facing network. What we have been doing, if you notice, I have our own data center. In fact, we have have a whole proposal for doing completely people-owned mesh networks, so we're not dependent on anything. There's a whole policy paper I wrote on this. It was delivered back in 19... 97 and again in 2010, but the government ain't going to do anything and I have a plan how we can roll this out among ourselves, absolutely. Uh, Hillary
1: Hillary from Nebraska is asking what should we tell people who say you can't be president because you weren't born in the US?
0: You should tell them were you sleeping in history class and smoking weed all day because they obviously didn't get to something called the 14th amendment. And if they believe that I cannot be president, then they should go read Article Two, Section or Section uh, What is it? Article Two, Section One, Clause Five of the Constitution, which uh, said that he only he can be president. Okay, the 19th Amendment was created, right? So people forget there's these things called amendment. When the 19th Amendment came, it said women can now be president. Well, the 14th Amendment said you cannot distinguish between a natural born citizen and a naturalized citizen. So it's 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 de facto done. The problem is we have to educate people, but it's unconstitutional to not allow me to be president. So again, the problem is the educational system has made people stupid. The secretary of state are stupid, but we have to get on the ballot in every state. And if they try to stop us, we've already filed a declaratory lawsuit in federal court where I'm representing myself. I don't trust lawyers, but the bottom line is it is unconstitutional to not allow me to be president. There's no second class citizenship in the United States. And furthermore, natural born was never defined in the constitution, was never defined. In fact, the Marquis de Lafayette, who wasn't even born in the United States was made, was declared to be a natural born citizen, all right? And all of his heirs. So we basically need to get educated everyone. You can't be dumb fucks and uh, talking about, uh, you know, the articles and forgetting that amendments have come in because if that wasn't the case, again, no woman could be a president because it says he in that same clause.
1: Next, John. Uh, Tristan on YouTube is asking, where can we sign the New York list to get you on the ballot there?
0: Yeah, so Tristan, um, we have a leader in New York. Uh, Suresh is on the phone. Uh, on on the call. But what you can do is go to shivaforpresident.com. This is to everyone. Become a volunteer. We're going to need a lot of boots on the ground to get us on the ballot. That's what we need. And by the way, everyone else has got to get us on the ballot. And one of the things I've noticed is all of these, um, someone just said, uh, online call said, I want election buttons. John, so people want election buttons too. Okay. Got that. I'll add that to the shop. Yeah. So we'll add that to the shop. Thank you. But the bottom line is this, that we're building a movement. My running for president, you know, the former chief of staff for Donald Trump told somebody we know, they told him Dr. Shiva's running for president. He goes, holy shit, that's going to be a fucking disruption. And that's why the elites are scrambling now. We're hammering at them on the left and the right. We're exposing the not so obvious establishment. I mean, we expose the shit out of Kennedy. Everyone thinks he's some fighter. He's bu- he's a bullshitter. We've exposed Trump. We've exposed the brown-nosed snake, okay? So we are causing a wave of disruption and they will not know what to do. But the, by the end of 2024, we will have armed millions of people with this knowledge of system science. So they're now never going to follow any of this left-right nonsense anymore. Next, John, one more.
1: Dolly is asking, is it okay if I make curricular materials for my students to educate them on systems and incorporate and credit you?
0: Yeah, so we would, Rad, we've already created the curriculum for you, okay? Um, You know, it's one of these things, when you look at someone who creates the material, we, um, we want that material. It's a very important set of curricula that's been took me 50 years to develop. What we have done is you take the course, okay? And then we have created uh, the opportunity where every child can take it for nothing, period, okay? Next, so sign up, take the course. By the way, I wanted to make this course free. Adults are weirdos. They didn't wanna do it. They they don't think there's any value. So we charge a little bit of money, a hundred bucks, which is nothing, right? It's invaluable, but you as an adult, Dolly, take the course. And then we have the environment where you can gift as many students as you want, okay? Next.
1: Karen on Facebook is saying, we need a Dr. Shiva in Canada.
0: Well, Karen, if you're in Canada, you can be the Dr. Shiva in Canada, okay? And we have a lot of leaders. Um, So Karen, go through the program, come on Saturdays through our leadership program, because we are now, we have, you know, half a million people have come out of nowhere, bottoms up. We didn't impose a top-down leadership in our movement. We are truly applying meritocracy. So if you get engaged, if you study the material, you get to be a leader. And on Saturdays, we do our leadership program. And by the way, you notice all this information, no one's here saying, oh, give me money, give me money, give me money. All right. If you want to give me money for our campaign, you know what happens? I give you books and knowledge. I cannot take money. It's something that I was taught by my grandparents without some reciprocal relationship. So all of this stuff that we give, people like, oh, Dr. Shiva, why are you teaching the S-curve? You should do that in a workshop. It's got a text message. You shouldn't be giving away your stuff for free. Well, you know, we're we're not building an economic system out of this. We want to smash the current economic system. We want to shatter the swarm. So this is a collaborative effort. Um, And look, we have a lot of volunteers here. And we'd like to bring some people on full time to work on this, help build it. So we need to sustain this so to that extent we're gonna you know uh, your contributions help us but this is not about a get uh, rich scheme i've made my money in many other ways and i'll keep doing that but this is about fundamentally changing the world so get involved i can't overemphasize if you're hearing this and you're like oh yeah dr shiva is so great well get off your butts minimum go get a freaking bumper You can use these bumper stickers in, in uh, there's a version of this bumper sticker, which is shatter the swarm. You can use it in Canada. You can use it in Africa. You can use it everywhere, okay? Because the elites are like getting so anxious that, you know, that the word got out about this guy, Dr. Shiva, fighting the swarm. And now we have a movement. And that's why their reaction is to make us invisible. And it's failing miserably. Because every time they make me invisible or make our movement invisible, people are like, "What the fuck is going on?" So it's waking up people even more. So it's backfiring on them. All right, to everyone on Facebook, and because we got to go to our town hall, I recommend all of you. You know, every every Saturday, uh, sorry, Thursdays at 11 a.m. and at 8 p.m. as we're doing now. By the way, if you're listening on social media, you can come to our. Um, orientation right now, go to vashiva.com slash orientation or shivaforpresident.com slash townhall and you can join us. But we're going to sign off on social media. Um, But I hope all of you learn the classic S-curve. And by the way, you didn't have to pay a penny for this. You didn't have to spend $4,000 in a weekend course at MIT learning this. You got this right here, all right? And know who gave it to you, someone who really cares about you, a movement that cares about you, and a movement that wants to shatter the swarm. You cannot, if you're an adult and you have a child, your child is going to live, have a lower lifespan than you. So what the fuck are you doing talking about the lesser of two evils? It's not about elections per se. It's about you getting involved in building a movement. We've given you the opportunity, get a bumper sticker, become an activist, download that flyer, become a warrior, Go to You know, you're giving a paltry amount. And when you become a warrior scholar, you can give this course away to as many children as you want. It's all organized. Okay? Period. Thank you, everyone. Be the light. John, I'll be coming over on the Zoom. Okay? Thank you, everyone. Be there. I'm going to be coming.